hello there. You might want to pull up a chair. Thank you for joining me. I certainly wasn't expecting to do a show today because I'm not really sure what's going to be going coming forward here. We are pretty, pretty sick around here. So the reason for today is very important for me to share with you. And why is that? Well, because I've been talking so much about dioxins in the water in the United States. The shows that you want to look for have dioxins in the titles. Look for shows titled Water. I'm not going to recap it. So here's the deal. Um, they're finding radium in water, and not many people are testing for it. So I thought I should kind of give you a little bit of a heads up. <laughs> if you have been thinking about one of those distilling machines, yes, they will remove the radium from the water. So. Um, you might want to consider what your plans are for water because I see distilled water as your only way forward. If you plan to stay on the game board, totally up to you. So anyhow, so yeah, so uh, let's talk about radium. Um, because I've been looking around and um, come to find out a major radium discovery was discovered about 100 miles from my home. I'm always amazed when I'm listen to the shows after I record them, how many of those trains come by my house because I pretty much have them blocked out. So I, now I only hear them when I'm listening to a show. And you can tell how long they are, but <laughs> the long ones are the dangerous ones. So anyway, so, okay, so um, basically what I was also looking into, it looks to me like they're planning on by 2023 to have most smart meters installed around the world, okay? Because I looked into Bangladesh, I looked into this country, I looked all over the place. Everybody is getting smart meters, okay? And another thing that's interesting is they're also installing prepaid meters. So I guess if you can't afford your utility bills, they can grab your cash and, well, this is something else. So anyway, so yeah, so I pretty much am of the conclusion that probably by the, they're, they're probably planning to have these things installed in all of our homes, okay? So I've been playing around with that chat GPT this week, the one that from Bing. Uh, I just stumbled on it because what happened was, was that I used Bing as my um, search engine before you go, oh no, why would you use Bing when you should be using DuckDuckGo? <laughs> or what's the other one? Um, uh, Firefox. This one, well, they all have different advantages, but they all go to the same place. I mean, you got that memo, right? So, because I've never really believed that search engines were that much different from based on having used search engines since the very beginning of the internet time. <laughs> so, anyhow, so I, I, my search engine somehow probably defaulted to Bing because I'm on Microsoft Mail. But anyway, so, so anyway, so. I recognized what it was, and so I started playing around with it, and I love it, love it, love it, love it. So if you're going to be writing down any words here and looking more for yourself, try out the chat, the AI chat. Really, it is only um, pretty much like an expanded search engine. For example, when I would enter search cues like where is Bangladesh or something like that, it would give me, it might give me an answer, but if it was a more complex question, it would give me a bunch of links and places to look at, right? Well, what this does is it gathers up the information within those links. So it'll give you a whole, whole paragraph as far as what the deal is about this. But you do need to proofread very carefully because I was looking for the, uh, I was looking for one, I was looking for smart meters in the Philippines and I came up with information from Pennsylvania. So you do have to 
sharpen your eyes around things, okay? So anyway, so I asked the chat what they thought about our smart meter safe. And it said, um, there are a few drawbacks to smart meters. One concern is security. Any device providing two-way communications can potentially be infiltrated. Another issue is complexity. A more complex a device, the more ways there are for things to go wrong. <laughs> so if your meter fails to connect to the utility service, there can be issues with your billing through no fault of your own. Some people also believe that smart meters are an invasion of privacy, offering energy suppliers too great an insight into their habits. Okay, and then I've been running across this word, and the jury, remember, I'm sharing my work as I go along, so I, it's not like I've made some massive conclusions about this rando stuff, <clears throat> because at the end, I will be talking about RA, R-A, because remember, they're the ones who come up with these names and stuff, right? Well, they have, and I didn't know what this stuff was, so I'll explain it to you, so if you're as dumb as I am, you might want to hear about it. Okay, they have this element tables, okay? And that has all the different scientific things to develop this atom stuff, right? Well, first I had to figure out what that was, okay? Now, then I figured out, well, why is radium called RA? And why in the back of my head do I have this RA business being some sort of sun god? Because <laughs> they named this stuff, right? So RA means something, and I think it means something pretty significant. But I decided to, I'll close with that part, okay? There, there's, some, there's something pretty big here, okay? But in the meantime, besides the word dangles, I think radon is possibly one of their trick words, okay? Because I'm a little bit foggy about it still, okay? And um, radon is a naturally occurring radioactive gas that can cause lung cancer. And if you go look at my website, psychopathyourlife.com, and click on blog, B-L-O-G, I have pictures of my chest. I had to, <laughs> my chest is like burning alive. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if I've got lung cancer, right? Um, it is inert, and it sounds very much like radium, okay? So I don't know yet if it's a word trick, okay? So let me just tell you what I know so far. It is inert, colorless, and odorless. Radon is naturally in the atmosphere in trace amounts. Outdoors, radon disperses rapidly and generally is not a health issue. See that word generally. <clears throat> radon was discovered by Frederick Dorn, a German chemist, in 1900 while studying radi radium's decay change. So radi radon comes from radium and it's part of the decay chain, okay? He discovered the new gas, which he referred to as radium emanation, okay, or radon, R-A-D-O-N. So, um, so then I started asking my little chat friend, my new best friend, um, if radon and Agent Orange are the same, because I was trying to run some trick questions, right? So, and uh, I said no. Radon and Agent Orange are not the same. <clears throat> radon is a radioactive, colorless, odorless, tasteless, noble gas, N-O-B-L-E gas, that occurs naturally in minute quantities. It is released from rocks, soil, 
in water and can get into homes and buildings through small cracks or holes and build up in the air. Over time, breathing in high levels of radon can cause lung cancer. And there's also a home test kit for testing radon. So anyhow, um, the vast majority, and so then I started looking into lung cancer because radium and this radon stuff kept talking about lung cancer. And it said, now remember, I'm not agreeing that these numbers are all correct, okay? The vast majority, 85% of cases of lung cancer are due to long-term tobacco smoking. About 10 to 15% of cases occur in people who have never smoked, but also hormones. That's how these celebrities are getting hormones. Hormones can give you lung cancer, the wrong hormones. But anyway, so these cases are often caused by a combination of genetic factors and exposure to radon, gas, asbestos, secondhand smoke, or other forms of air pollution. When you breathe in radon gas, radioactive particles can get trapped in your lungs. Over time, these radioactive particles increase the risk of lung cancer. It may be years and take years before health problems appear. The Environmental Protection Agency, our friends at the EPA, estimates that radon causes 21,000 lung cancer deaths each year. Radon is the second biggest cause of lung cancer after cigarette smoking. If you breathe a lot of radon and smoke, your chances of getting lung cancer is very high. Okay, so now here's where it gets tricky. And I don't know if I mentioned this before, so I'll say it now. If you're thinking about getting gardening soil to um, build up a little garden this summer or whatever, I, I think if you're, if you're thinking clearly, I think you would start getting some buckets and planting whatever you could. But um, you want to consider that um, the soil that you buy in garden stores and stuff is not tested or regulated. <laughs> just a little, just, just a little something to think about. Okay. Um, radon is a radioactive gas that comes from the natural decay of uranium found in nearly all soils. It typically, here's another thing to consider. Do we have all this radon in our soil and in this country because of just so much general radium? You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Got to ask a lot of questions. So if you get on ChatGPT and figure out some more answers, please let me know. But anyway, try out that ChatGPT. It was a lot of fun. I, I like to manipulate keywords anyway, so it was kind of my kind of thing. Um, it typically moves up through the ground to the air above and into your home through cracks and holes in the foundation. Your home traps radon inside where it can build up. So, I don't know, it says it can, the basement. See, I, I'm, I'm on top of a house that has, <laughs> part of my house is 100 years old, okay? Um, so, but there's something going in the air. There's something going in the air. So, and go listen to my shows about this. I'm not going to go over it again, but uh, I have a lot of suspicion over this radon stuff, okay? Radon. Radon, R-A-D-O-N, okay. And according to estimates from the Environmental Protection Agency, now if the if the Environmental Protection Agency is admitting some of this thing, it's got to be worse, right? 
They said that one in 15 homes in the United States have high radon levels. Radon levels can vary widely from one home to another, even within the same neighborhood. Okay, so, radon. No, I gotta pronounce it correctly. R-A-D-O-N. Okay, because here's the thing. If radium, like coming from the smart meter, is swallowed in water or with food, most of it, about 80%, will promptly leave the body in the feces. So what happens is the other 20% will enter the bloodstream and be carried to all parts of the body. Some of the, this radiation will then be excreted in the feces and urine on a daily basis. However, a portion will remain in the bones throughout the person's lifetime. And here's what I would like to suggest because I believe that we're all adults here, right? So we can talk about bodily functions without code, code words. <laughs> here's what happens. Your body will be trying to get rid of the whether it's radium or this radio stuff, right? Your body will be trying to react to it. So what your body will do is put you into wanting to uh, go to the bathroom, and it will also trigger you to a strong feeling of wanting to throw up. I've gone through a few of these, and I managed the, after the first one, which was horrific, and I already talked about this, uh, what I started managing it with was by my breathing exercises. The one thing I did learn from those Zen people was to watch my breath. So when I get anxious and stuff, I start monitoring my breathing. But anyway, so when you start to feel this churning in your stomach and this nausea and feeling like your bowels need to let loose, do what you need to do, like get to the toilet. But while you get there, start doing some breathing exercises, okay? Get yourself calmer because the minute you let into the um, gagging effect when you start going, <gasps> that kind of stuff, <laughs> sorry, I'm not trying to be graphic, but tuck this away in your head because this is important to know because that first one I had was, well, I, I've never had any so horrendous, okay? So, but I've staved off the other ones by not closing myself off in any rooms and also by breathing, okay? Um, because what happens is you do and will get into some sort of a, panic mode, at least I did, because you start you start feeling like you're going to upchuck everything, you feel like you're going to run to the bathroom, and if you don't catch it, at that point, it will escalate into where I got the first time, which was almost full seizure mode, okay, so <laughs> learn to work with your breathing just on a day-to-day -day basis, like learn to monitor, am I holding my breath, well that's a sign of anxiety, right, so watch to see how often you're holding your breath and stuff. And if you feel one of these attacks come on, you will save yourself a lot of pain by watching your breathing. So tuck that away into your cap. And there is one thing that comes out of this typically, okay, and it is aplastic anemia, A-P-L-A-S-T-I-C. If somebody tells you you have aplastic anemia, you need to be aware, okay? It's a rare and serious condition that occurs when the body's bone marrow, see this is attacking our bone marrows, right? Remember that part? Fails to produce enough new blood cells. This can result in fatigue, increased susceptibility to infections, and uncontrolled bleeding. 
Neuroplastic anemia can develop at any age and can occur suddenly or develop slowly over time. In this case, it will develop slowly over time. This is not medical advice. This is from my experience. It develops slowly. You start slowing down, then pretty soon you're crawling along, right? <laughs> okay. Um, so that's what you're looking for, a plastic anemia. So then I was looking, I wanted to know what the um, chat thing said about it, okay? I was asking if, if smart meters radiated stuff. And their answer was, smart meters emit low levels of radiofrequency radiation, which is a type of non-ionizing radiation. Here, here, right away, it's wrong, okay? This is ionizing radiation, the deadly stuff, the gamma stuff, okay? So right away, the little chat thing gave me the wrong answer, okay? The amount of RF radiation emitted by smart meters is similar to that of other common household devices such as cell phones and Wi-Fi routers. I already covered this. Big difference. Separation of difference is humongous, okay? And then it went on, then I kept querying the questions. It was there is no scientific evidence to suggest that exposure to the low levels of RF radiation emitted by smart meters prove a risk to human health. See here again, no scientific evidence. Well, why is that? Because they haven't studied it. <laughs> That's the trick, right? Okay, um, the International Agency for Research on Cancer has classified RF radiation as possibly ca carcinogenic to humans. But this classification is based on limited evidence and applies to all sources of RF radiation, not just smart meters. So what they've done effectively, and they have disaffectively put smart meters into the pile of things, you know, into the, into the cell phone. And I'm not saying cell phones aren't dangerous, but when you consider dangerous, smart meter wins the day, right? Okay. So let's talk about, um, I saw a report from here locally. <laughs> wow, what's that? Um, okay, let me finish this up first. Um, there's a few sources, if you want to jot these down, if you want to find out if you have radium in your tap water, there are a few maps out there, okay, that you can look on the map. Now remember, you're only going to find radium in your tap water if somebody has been testing for it, okay? <laughs> They're saying that it's in over half the water, but that is half the water that we know of, right? Could it possibly be in all the water? Well, I would say, yeah, highly likely, right? Uh, there's also... Uh, from a group called Live Science, all one word, LiveScience.com. They have a map there, interactive map. Also, Columbia University did a drinking water dashboard, and you can go there. There's also a group called EWG.org. They're an environmental group, and they also have, if EWG is all you need to know.org, and they have an interactive map there. But just remember, the EPA sets the standards, and I'll get to that in a bit here, so... Um, so now I have a little more. Randon was the fifth radioactive element to be discovered after uranium, thorium, radium, and plutonium. So radon was the fifth one they discovered. Why is that? And in a little bit I'll be talking about the fifth, the number five, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, radium, and I kept asking questions, so here's some of the answers. Radium and ra radon are both radioactive elements, but they have some fundamental differences. 
Radium is a radioactive metal that is part of the uranium lead decay series. It was first discovered in 1898 by Pierre and Marie Curie, that's the stuff we've been talking about, in an ore of uranium. Radon, on the other hand, is a radioactive gas that is a byproduct of the decay of radium. It is part of the decay series in which uranium decays into multiple elements until reaching the stable element lead. And we all know what lead does in paint, right? <laughs> We've talked about that. Um, the immediate decay product of radium is radon. Radon decays into polonium and alpha particles. The longest lived isotope of radon is radon-222, which has a half-life of 3.8 days. So this radon is looking like it doesn't hang around as long, right? But then I found, I was looking into, oh shoot, give me a second here. Um, because there's a lot to these um, elements in their little list of elements and, and things, okay? And a lot of them have to do with weight. You know, what's what's the most deadly thing on this list, right? They have all those numbers, the RA, the RU, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm sorry if you're not as stupid as I am for trying to explain something so stupid because I really didn't know how it all worked. <laughs> and that's why I keep looking because if I don't know, I look, right? Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, first discovered, we've already talked about the 1899. But this is what keeps bothering me, is radon, a radioactive gas that is a byproduct of the decay of radio. Okay, so um, then I found that, because I was studying all these element charts and stuff, um, when the element is cooled below the freezing point, and this is the, the radon stuff, right, it emits bright luminescence that changes from yellow to orange red as the temperature is lowered. So that started making me wonder why does radon turn the color of Agent Orange? Anyway, I <laughs> still have a lot to think about. So yeah, don't know yet about radon. Um, it's a colorless gas, 7.5 times heavier than air and more than 100 times heavier than hydrogen. So, but then radium radium exposure can cause the same kind of health issues including anemia, cataracts, fractured teeth, I got a bunch of busted out teeth, reduced bone strength, weakened immunity, cancer, and pregnancy complications. The intensity of radiation from radioactive materials decreases over time. The time required for the intensity to decrease by one half is referred to as the half-life. The half-life of radium is approximately 1,600 years. Did you hear that? 1,600 years, whereas radon is only a few days. So I don't know. I'll have to keep thinking about this one. Um, um, and I, then I, I, I kept asking, I, I was asking a million questions about this radon. So if you can think of any better questions to keep asking, please ask away because something's here. I don't know what yet. And usually when something keeps sticking in my head, there's something that will be there, okay? So 
One answer was, for starters, radon is a gas and radium is a solid because, you know, it's occurred by the decay of uranium. This uranium is called 238, to be precise, produces radium 226. Then during the decay process, alpha particles start to be emitted, turning the radium into radon 222. See, that's why I was getting confused. We have all these two numbers, right? These particles attach themselves to particles of air and, and exist as a gas. Radon is a chemical element with the symbol Rn and the atomic number 86. Kind of interesting number, right? It is a radioactive, colorless, odorless, tasteless gas. I've already talked about that. Okay. Uh, this occurs naturally all over the world and at low levels is negligible to human life. But if concentrated, radon can cause major health issues. This is because when a person breathes in these particles, they embed themselves in the lungs and stay there. Over time, they continue to decay and this radioactive decay process causes real problems in the human body, most notably lung cancer. I'm starting to see where I'm a little bit fuzzy over this radon business because now I'm getting to the story. In Hastings, Nebraska, which is about 140 miles from here, there was uranium found, okay? Uranium found in half of America's public water system, studies find. Columbia University research discovered tens of millions of Americans are at risk of having dangerous levels of uranium in their tap water. And then I will read this story here. Another little town. Why do I keep saying a lot of stuff happens in little towns, right? This was from April the 21st, 2023, just yesterday. And I thought, Diane, no matter how tired you are tomorrow, you're going to talk about this uranium in that water. <laughs> and here I am. So, the town of Hastings... The town of Hastings rises up from the arid Nebraska prairie. It's the birthplace of Kool-Aid, which you can't have without water. So people in Hastings take their water seriously. It is a precious resource that is not to be wasted. Marty Stange is the environmental director for the city, where about 25,000 people live. He's worked for Hastings Utilities for 33 years. It's starting to feel a little coded here, right? 33 years. Where the city runs tests to make sure all the water there is safe to drink. We follow all the state and federal guidelines for that testing, Stange says. A few years back, they decided to check some of the areas that the city wasn't drawing water from, but would be in coming years. That's when they made a discovery. We just want to do enough of a scan to make sure that we hadn't missed something, Stange says. Then all of a sudden, we started seeing uranium levels in areas that were higher. Tests show uranium, the radioactive element, 
most commonly associated with all things nuclear at levels 10 times the EPA's allowable amount in the water supply. 10 times higher than EPA. Well, you got to figure the eight EPA numbers are probably rotten to start with, right? We were going to have to do something that was a surprise to us. We needed to deal with uranium as well. <clears throat> More than 1,400 miles away, Dr. Ann Nigra, a graduate student, re <coughs> graduate, excuse me, grad, graduate student researchers, gathered around her office at Columbia University's School of Public Health. They're working on the next steps in their research, which is building off of their recent study of uranium found in public waters across the United States. So I would head over to Columbia University's Mailman School of Public Health and see all that they know over there, okay? <laughs> if you find your area on that map has a lot of uranium, I would go and look and see what else you can find from these people, okay? Our findings, and I'm also in a pretty high uranium area, so our findings suggest that, in fact, uranium is an under-recognized and underappreciated contaminant. <laughs> is it ever? Researchers analyzed the most recent EPA data and found that about half of the public water systems in America contains uranium. A map they compiled shows those levels county by county. The darker the color, the higher the uranium level in water. So, uh, in many parts, and here they keep, they always want to bring up it's naturally occurring, right? Which I'm highly suspect of. In many parts of the U.S., uranium is naturally occurring in the ground, which is how it seeps into the water. They said that what is considered a safe level of uranium is complicated. The current regulatory standard is 30 micrograms per liter. And here again, do your own research. Don't take information from me or anybody off, off the internet. This is your family. Do your own research, okay? But that uranium is carcinogenic. So the current standard is 30 micrograms per liter. But, but because uranium is a carcinogenic, EPA says there is no safe level of exposure to uranium in water. The regulatory standard allows 30 micrograms of uranium per liter, which is not just based on public health, but also on the cost and feasibility of removing it from the water. So what is that? And that makes me feel like they're saying, well, I guess if we could remove it, we would, right? <laughs> if it was cheap enough, right? In Hastings, Nebraska, their tests of the untreated water showed uranium levels 10 times that amount, 300 micrograms per liter. However, they're not alone. 50% of public water systems are detecting uranium. We find the highest, and remember, they all may not be tested for it, okay? So just keep that in the top of your hat, okay? We find the highest concentrations in communities that are organized and categorized as Hispanic Latino. And we find high concentration also in parts of the Midwest and the Southwest. I'm guessing. I'm just guessing here. If they tested in Mississippi and the parts of the black part of this world country, I bet you they got tons of, they probably have uranium so high that I'm surprised anybody's going to be alive. But, okay, um, 
Kevin Patterson, and also, and interestingly enough, um, California has huge amounts of this stuff there. Kevin Patterson is one of the researchers working with this person. He's from Farmington, New Mexico, in the Four Corners region, where the water also has high concentration of uranium. Yeah, I imagine where they did all that testing for the nuclear bomb and pretty in any Air Force, if you're near any military base, just be suspicious. A lot of my mother's family is from Air, the Arizona side, side of the reservation. Particularly, my grandfather was a uranium mine worker. He's focused on trying to understand the potential health effects of uranium in water. Well, it just, it's good they're trying to figure it out, but gee, I don't know. I, I kind of get the idea it's too late, but don't let me get in your way. <laughs> Understanding this chronic low-dose exposure of uranium, particularly through drinking water, is something that is a little bit, a little bit less understood. That is the next step in research that the team is working on. We are investigating kidney, kidney disease, which we know is associated with uranium exposure. We're investigating cardiovascular disease, which is unclear at this point, she says. We're investigating diabetes, also unclear. And we're investi investigating birth outcomes, also unclear. Back in the town that brought Kool-Aid to the world, the city of Hastings looked into how much it would cost to install a water system to remove uranium from water. We originally anticipated it would be $72 million for a population of 25,000 people, Stange says. He said other communities reach out to him all the time to learn about how they design their cost-effective system of addressing the uranium in water. Quite frankly, nobody even thought about checking in here and now. We're doing that. But if we take the data, look at it, don't go screaming through the night, we could try to manage these things and we can get that done. <laughs> I'm all ears about how they're going to get this done, okay? The Columbia University researchers put together a searchable database so anyone can look up their city or town and see the uranium levels in water there. You can find the levels in your community by choosing uranium under the... They have a whole drop-down of a bunch of chemicals. <laughs> so, after you freak out, if you look at the list, just focus on the uranium. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Water treatment facilities monitor radium levels in drinking water and treat water to reduce radium levels to a safe amount for public health. But it doesn't appear to me because, it, well, you go look at the map. They say that water treatment facilities are monitoring this stuff, but what are they monitoring? What are the levels that, that, that they, they think feel safe for the rest of us, right? I, I don't know. Something about this whole deal has me a little bit on edge. So, uh, and you're going to have to go look for these levels yourself because I feel like at this point you need to pick up the reins and protect your family from water, okay? And I would seriously be looking into distilled water machines. And I talked about it already in the past. I think I have the title. Go look at it. Um, so, uh, all public water treatment facilities are legally obliged to follow EPA guidelines to reduce radium levels to a safe amount. But here again, what's safe, right? The EPA's maximum containment level is the maximum amount of radium 
that's allowed in drinking water. Well, yeah, I could have figured that out. While the maximum containment level goal is the maximum amount of the containment that is thought to have no health effects. So <laughs> I think we're kind of splitting hairs here because I think I just read that no amount is safe, right? I don't think they can give us any amount that would be safe. But they claim that it's some amounts are safe, right? That's where your own distilling machine would come in handy. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, although these public guidelines are in place, some water treatment facilities have been found to provide water with elevated radium levels to their customers. Imagine that. A date, the EW, EW group also has a database. It's called the Environmental Working Group, or EWG. A database from EWG shows that 197 utilities in 32 states have served water over the legal amount for radium for nearly 600,000 people. The EWG believes that the EPA's MCL for radium is too high. And, yeah, <laughs> they've said there's much lower. But I, I think you really shouldn't have any is my guess here. But, but this is a medical advice, okay? Um, private drinking water supplies aren't monitored by the Environmental Protection Agency. Well owners must test and treat their own water to remove radium if alpha particles are detected. So, uh, because this tricks a lot of people, it even tricked me because you can't smell it, you can't taste it, you don't know if it's in your blood, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're down, right? And the only way to know is to conduct a water test, okay? And um, based on your testing needs, find a test that's appropriate for you. You have to, I'm not, you're gonna have to sort this out on your own, okay? But I'd be very careful of these companies, okay? So now we get into the rest of the world. According to a research article published in Nature.com, radium activities exceeding the maximum contaminant levels of drinking water have been reported. This is an important word to know, sandstone aquifer groundwaters from Jordan, Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the Sinai Peninsula and eastern desert of Egypt. In Wisconsin, this is in the United States now, in Wisconsin, the highest radium levels occur in water from two types of rock aquifers. Aquifer, A-Q-U-I-F-B-R-S, okay, so you need to understand, first thing I would do is, if I were you, I would understand, where are you getting your water from? Does anybody know? <laughs> um, that would be a very critical question to start asking yourself, right? If you want to stay on the game board, right, you, you want to have that water straightened out. Okay, so in Wisconsin, the highest radium levels occur in water from two types of rock aquifers. The deep sandstone in Wisconsin eastern quarter and the crystalline granite rock found in the north central part of the state. According to a report by the EWG, from 2010 to 2015, 158 public water systems serving 276,000 people in 27 states. So yeah, they're pretty close, about half. But remember, this was done in two, 2015, right? <laughs> They've had a lot of time to dump a lot of radium in the water. So, Okay, according to a report by the Maryland Department of the Environment, 15 of the 20 well samples in this county, in these aquifers, had levels of radium 
that exceeded. So you got you got to check it all, right? <laughs> if you have any wells, just understand where is your city getting their water from. This is really stuff we probably should have known years ago, right? Because <clears throat> I know that the water system here was built over and destroyed and not totally <laughs> shut down gas stations. <laughs> oh, what we learn as we go along. Okay. Uh, and Texas is really bad. Texas is a very, very bad place. Boy, the, the, the construction going on in Texas is just insane right now. And you'd never think that they had water and electricity problems. In addition, a report by EWG Group claims that Texas has the most contaminated water in the country. And let's talk about Africa. The Nubian sandstone aquifer system in Northeast Africa and the Middle East is a huge water resource of inestimable value to the population. However, natural radioactive radioactivity impairs groundwater quality through the aquifer, posing a radiological health risk to millions of people. So if you're in any of those areas, learn this and then go look. Looky, looky, use those eyes. We got here because of too much burying our heads and letting these experts tell us what was going on, right? And then also a huge issue I looked into ur uranium contamin contamination because I've already talked about the uranium mines and stuff on Indian reservations. Another dark-skinned population of people. You know, the only person that you see in this group of elites that's black is people like Oprah, right? Well, Oprah isn't even black. Oprah is some royal person that they spend hours to make her look black, okay? These people are not into black people. So if, if, you, if you keep trying to convince yourself that in the end they're going to love you because you're black, <laughs> I would really start to rethink your strategies. Okay. Uh, this says, populations already facing continued and progressive social... With an estimated 40% of the headwaters in the West, well, I think I've said enough about this, untreated mine waste, uh, American Indian population, they're facing continued and progressive economic and social marginalization, higher prevalence of chronic disease and systematic discrimination associated between various toxic exposures, including uranium and various chronic conditions needs further examination. seems to me that all this further examination seems to be kind of happening after the, the cows already left the barn, right? Okay. And then they say there's some things you can do. Uh, circulate the air. I don't, I think you should circulate the air, but I'm not sure about fans or uh, fans or that kind of stuff. So let's get to the fun part. This is, this just kind of struck me um, because I kept thinking, Radium is RA on the little elements and scientific chart thing. Um, so, uh, so I thought, well, why is it RA for radium, right? And I really still don't know why. And I'm just putting this out there in hopes that you think a little bit more about it and come up with your own conclusions. So I think it has some very significant meaning. Very significant meaning, okay? RA or RE was the ancient Egyptian deity of the sun. By the 5th dynasty, in the 25th and 24th centuries BC, he had become one of the most important gods in ancient 
Egyptian religion. Ra, R-A, became a very power became very powerful by fifth dynasty. The dynasty in which is very much related to the pharaohs. The pharaoh was then named as a son of Ra. Egyptian pharaohs spent most of their money on sun temples during the fifth dynasty. They were especially aligned in Ra's honor. Ra was the most important Egyptian god. He was considered the creator of the universe. So my first thought will be <clears throat> Ra is considered the creator of the universe. So in a dual world, is this Ra stuff with the uranium taking down? See what I'm saying? But anyway, so he was considered the creator of the universe and the source of life. Whereas uranium kind of appears to be like the opposite, right? <laughs> However, there are other important gods in ancient Egypt, such as Amon, o Osiris, Isis, Thot, Horus, Seth, Ambuus, and more. The number five was less common in Egyptian mythology. However, the star or pentagram representing the afterlife has five points. And what is that star on all of our flags? Well, a star that has five points, right? So the star or the star or the pentagram represented in the afterlife has five points. The number of seven was apparently the Egyptian symbol of such ideas as perfection, effectiveness, and completeness. They have the number seven on the um, Statue of Liberty has seven spikes on the top of her head. Okay, the star or pentagram representing the afterlife has five points. Ancient Egyptian afterlife beliefs were centered around a variety of complex rituals that were influenced by many aspects of Egyptian culture. In ancient Egypt, the gods Osiris and Ptah, P-T-A-H, were typically depicted as mummies. These gods governed the Egyptian afterlife. Egyptian religious doctrines introduced three afterlife ideologies, belief in an underworld, eternal life, and rebirth of the soul. Ra was an ancient Egyptian god of the sun and creator god, creator god. That That is what I find very interesting, the creator god, because there's something about these people and the person, the people that created us, right? They certainly seem to want to destroy our DNA. He was believed to travel across the sky in his solar bark and during the night to make his passage into another bark through the underworld. That's bark, B-A-R-K. He was one of the oldest deities in the Egyptian pantheon and was later merged with others such as Horus becoming Ra Haraki, the morning sun. A moon was the noonday sun. A tomb was the evening sun, associated with primal life-giving energy. Since people regarded Ra as a principal god-creator of the universe and the source of life, he has a strong influence on them, which led to him being one of the most worshipped of all Egyptian gods and even considered king of the gods. Well, 
I think that's pretty fascinating stuff. Not really completely sure what I think about it, but Ra is pretty important, right, as the creator of the sun god. And here we have Ra as Radium, which seems to be the um, death god, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some death god. I'll have to look later. But, yeah, this is all sounding kind of, it, it, well, in, in a strange, strange way, it is starting to make a lot of sense, right? So I'm not really sure what my next plan is here. I am... When things hit my mind, I, when I close this show, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about next. And I think, I don't, have, I don't have anything more to say. And then I think, wow, what about this raw business? <laughs> so I'm not really sure what I have coming up next. We are not doing very well, and a little bit of rest is in need. But I did want to get you this show today about the uranium in your water. So if you haven't been serious about a distilling machine, get serious, okay? Because not only can you get cancer, but your pets can get cancer. And we don't want that to happen, so... Anyhow, I would thank you for joining me. Be safe out there and be the best black sheep that you can be. And we will see um, see when I see you. See when I see you. I would suggest that when you see a new show upload, even if you don't have time to uh, take a look at it, you might want to just go ahead and download it. So, um, I don't know. I don't know why this is getting so screwy here. Oh, wait a second over here. I, I know what it is. So what I would suggest that you do is um, check into your water. You need to know what your water is. That is urgent, 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 urgent. If you're going to stay on the game board, you better have some fresh water. So that's all I have to say on the subject for today. So let me get this started. And this is my song to all of you black sheep out there, or people who want to be black sheep. What did I do? I'm just such an expert at this audio stuff. Don't you, don't you just admire my skills? I have this audio stuff all the way down, got it perfected. 